This was port of Spain, not port of Spain. <laughs> no, no, Darcy. They wanted to have Ashes Test here. This is Ashes Test has happened here. Yeah. <laughs> TV Empire to director. We have a player review. Can we rock and roll, please? Hello and welcome to episode eighty of Bits and Pieces, the world's friendliest cricket podcast. I'm Mohan, your host. and i'm dialing in from melbourne this is episode 80 folks yeah 80 did you know that 80 is the upper limit for cardinals to vote in elections for the pope so given that we are all 80 today we've reached our upper limit and can't vote for the pope i mean oli pope has no hope of getting any votes from us <laughs> while oli pope has no hope the other oli dope is on a continuous slippery slope and keeps giving us less and less rope to cope with the staring we win even when we lose trope giving us even more scope to put baseball under the microscope guys sorry i could not fit antelope telescope or electron microscope another pope periscope into that sentence or how did you leave out periscope and i certainly don't want want us to elope because we have a podcast to do ollie robinson is a gift that keeps giving he seems to be in a two person race with johnny bairstow to remain in the news and remain relevant even when they are not first ollie put out a media release this week saying he's fit and raring to go in the next ashes test i mean okay but but care factor Ollie Robinson saying he's fit and ready to go in the next test like Srisan saying he's ready to throw in the towel again. <laughs> Ollie Robinson saying he's fit and ready to go in the next test is like Lalit Modi saying he's fit and ready to be in charge of the IPL again. Ollie Robinson saying fit and he's fit and ready to go in the next test is like Ajit Agarwal saying he's ready to become the India chief oh, hang on it's happened already. <laughs> and then after Ollie after that Ollie Robinson put out another article saying mates of his who hate cricket are writing in to him to say how much they are suddenly enjoying cricket. um because of the way india uh, england are playing even when they lose wait who are these mates who are these people how so much to talk about in episode <laughs> they they basically saying if he's playing cricket then he's staying away from us so good good yeah keep it this is excellent <laughs> well known strategy <laughs> wisdom is taking it. one for the entire world <laughs> now 80 is often associated with the pareto principle otherwise known as the 80 20 rule which roughly states that for most events roughly 80% of the effects and outcomes come from 20% of the causes and resources like in cricket where 80% of the noise in the stadium might be made by 20% of the people or 80% of the runs are scored by 20% of the batters or um 80% of the contributions to the team come from 20% of the players of course this is easily extended to cricket finances too where 80% of the money goes to well 20% of the countries in some depressing news that uh, was out this week we heard that bcci will pocket nearly 40% of icc's commercial revenues annually for the next three or four why years. so low oh that's why it's depressing okay that's why it's depressing <laughs> <laughs> well if that's not depressing get this no other full icc member will receive even double digit share of icc's revenues well bcci pockets 40% i can i'm i'm sure we'll talk about that in this episode too and west indies cricket where is it going or has it has it already gone after being booted out of the world cup 2023 qualifiers they proceeded to produce a slow turner with puff of dust puff of dust puff of dust at dominica in this in the test against india in which <laughs> india batted in a manner that may have made the recent ahmedabad test against australia seem like a thrilling ipl game wait is there anything like a thrilling ipl game never mind <laughs> <laughs> well, the least the west indians could do was to produce a lively pitch for their style of bowling they couldn't even do that after the disappointment of the previous west indies uh, india dominica test 12 years ago uh, we have this disappointment of the current dominica test ending in 3 days so much to talk about and what a bright note to start this episode on hey but we have to things. also tell our listeners that we are actually recording this episode on your 80th birthday so happy <laughs> happy birthday to you that, that's, that's why that's fine that's fine 
across continent shot fire. So who do we have on this panel? We just had uh, Tony and don't worry, you, you'll get a roast or two as well. Don't worry about that. First up, we have this guy who's made podcast intros and art form. And boy, has he put pressure on the rest of us in the bits and pieces host seat. His love for Shastri and Kohli is as well-renowned as his dislike for the nice guys from New Zealand. His love for Sanju Samson and other assorted mediocre cricketers from God's own country of Kerala are well-known. He says that his favorite cricketer is Virat Kohli, but with Dhoni's luck. Clearly a CSK hater too. His, his favorite game is one from, surprise, surprise, Kochi. It was a game between South Africa and India in March 2000 in Kochi which he attended at Stadiath with full family. His family was captured cheering on TV, which of course was a mixed blessing. While Tony's cousins from all over the world in the Middle East went, hey, <laughs> his teacher went, why, the next day. Tony's dad came to the rescue and promptly wrote to the teacher saying, we all went to see the cricket match so that we can prepare Tony to become a future master podcaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to our misfortune, Tony was allowed to continue, continue attending school again. <laughs> His favorite umpire is Billy Bowden. Tony says he tried to make umpiring entertaining at least. And the cricketer who makes him laugh is Shardum Thakur. <laughs> oh. At this point, being a self-confessed number one fan of said cricketer, I have to say. The bedex hey. of old, all jokes. Sorry. Yeah. And I have to say this, Tony. Hey, Tony. Bad ka grip nikal ke. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the episode, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Next up, we have a lawyer. Clearly, bits and pieces needs at least one of these type of folks. <laughs> We could get into serious trouble for the irreverent jibes that we pass on, especially towards the BCCI. And it's only a matter of time before the lawyers get involved. Thank you, Vaishnavi, for, for, for contributing already on that front. But that's not the only reason why Vaishnavi is on this podcast group. Her knowledge of the game is as amazing and deep as a fielder's attempt to catch a catch, catch a cricket ball and a flying pigeon on the field at the same time, showcasing her ability to anticipate and react to unexpected situations and come up with examples at the drop of a hat while aiming for the skies. So much for mixed metaphors. But nothing mixed up about Vaishnavi. She's clear in her views and inputs. I asked her for her single most cricket game ever. She gave me three. <laughs> so she says, Taunton 99 World Cup India versus Sri Lanka. That 10 for 74 at the Kotla. And that 233 in Adelaide in 2003-04. Well, the 10 for 74 was Kumble, of course. The other two involve lovely innings from Dravid. So one would imagine that Dravid is her favorite cricketer. So I asked her who her favorite cricketer was. And she says she has no favorite cricketers at all. What, wait? <laughs> Except that she's become a recent fan of Anna Harris. Man, that was umpire. Hey, wait, when did you break up with R. Ashwin? Oh. <laughs> wait, what? Friendship ended with R. Ashwin. Anna Harris no, is the reason. I, I, think, I, I think I entirely messed up her answer. Yes, Ashwin is the Okay, no worries. Puff of dust. Oh, well. So R. Ashwin is her favorite cricketer. That's what I thought she would say. Uh, but she she left she left that question uh, blank that, that for, for in terms of well answer. left well left her her knowledge and and love of the cricket game and the women's game especially is amazing too we will hear more from her on that in the podcast her favorite test is gaba of course she finds steve smith's antics funny and endearing and wishes that she was she was either ash gardner or say sophie Eccleston. welcome to the pod vaishnavi thanks thanks hi everyone nice to be here we are a worldwide cricket podcast guys while tony's from the country of kerala and Vaishnavi is from India. Our yeah, next podcast <laughs> is from a country that recently acquired a new king. No, not King Kohli, but King Charles. We have Bissy from somewhere in London. He's a program manager for a supermarket chain, but his claim, for, claim to fame is that he never shops at any of the stores that he manages. He knows way too much about that. His best match ever was that India versus Australia game in Hyderabad, where Sachin scored 175 in a losing cause. 
Now, why is it that most people's favorite games are those in which Sachin scored massive number of runs in a losing cause? Food for thought. BC's favorite umpire is, wait for this, A.V. Jayaprakash. <laughs> That's a massive surprise. <laughs> for, for enabling the 10 for 74, I'm sure. <laughs> indeed, indeed, exactly. I was going to say, there's a link between Vaishnavi's choice and BC's umpire. Um, what's not surprising is that he cracks up every time he sees Johnny Bairstow. Why? Even Johnny Bairstow <laughs> cracks up every time he sees Johnny Bairstow. There's something about poor Johnny and that crease scratching that made him a bit more lolworthy. That's all. BC's favorite cricketer is Sunil Narayan. Welcome to the podcast, BC. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. And finally, we have our perfectly precocious, peripatetic Portuguese plucky panda parota, Murli Satagopan <laughs> from Portugal. BC and Murli are dialing in at 6.15 local times with plenty of coffee. But one never knows where Murli is at any point in time. Like many of the Modis we know, Narendra, Nirav, Dalit, <laughs> our Murli is always in a different locale almost every week. However, unlike said Modis, I better not complete that sentence. Yeah. Otherwise, we might need our lawyer pronto. Yeah. It's, it's a good time to episode. ask Vaishnavi if this is grounds for uh, Mohan to be disqualified as an MP from the <laughs> Yeah. Murli is head of uh, business at uh, a company called PandaDoc. Uh, his favorite game is also, surprise, surprise, that Gabba test. Although Sachin's 175 heartbreak is a close second, along with Stokes's Headingly test. So lots of people going for Sachin's 175 heartbreak. His favorite umpire is also Billy Barton for the theatrics. And, and then he says, Bucknow. Bucknow? Really? <laughs> <laughs> finds his and his antics in- incredibly laugh-worthy. And he wishes he was Jack Cullis. Cullis was too exceptionally talented, he says, for the modern game. And I completely agree with that. Totally under- underrated all around. So there you have it. A full set of um, panelists for, for today's Bits and Pieces episode. Thank you. Let's Made us uh, fill out one full 10 standard autograph book, slam book, whatever <laughs> that <Slam> is. <laughs> your question was, who is the cricketer you would like to be? It wasn't, who is your favorite cricketer? That's right. Who you would like to be. Mm-hmm. Deep yeah. yeah. It, it, there's yeah. a difference. <laughs> I would like to be, Sunil Naran is not my favorite cricketer. I would like to be him. Like to be Sunil. There you go. There yeah. you go. There you go. All right, let's get stuck into it. There's so many things to talk about. India and the West Indies, uh, the amazing debut by Jaiswal, <laughs> Ashwin's 12-4 or something, whatever he got, Ashes preview. Uh, Tony wants to rant about England and, and the Ashes, <laughs> Bangladesh versus India, Tamim, any number of things. So let's start with uh, with Dominica, shall we? It looked like nobody wanted to start there, to be honest. <laughs> it, 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 I think la- last week also when West Indies tour of India came up, I was there for, I mean, I was there as a part of the recording. And everyone's like, yeah, thoughts on the West Indies? And like, eh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no, no thoughts. <laughs> now that the game is also over, everything is the same reaction. <laughs> I think we have put more thoughts as a collective into the West Indies (laughs) series than West Indies themselves. Not only thoughts, but also prayers for the West Indies team because (laughs) that was painful to watch, man. I I started watching the second innings yesterday after the first two wickets fell. I said, please. And then four wickets fell. I gave up. I I went to sleep because this is like, it just feels wrong. No, it it just looks like... uh, I don't know, someone's uh, torturing a poor kitten or something like that. Like, horrible to watch. It's, uh... Pain is exemplified by the fact that Rohit Sharma was waiting for somebody to score his debut runs to declare. <laughs> yeah. and, and that yeah. he has the gall to go ahead and even declare that in his post-match uh, conference. He just has to go and confirm it also. He's like, yeah, yeah, Kishan, please score. 
I need I have an innings to declare. We have a game to win. And and that yeah. is how absurd it is. I, I, I was just surprised about Ishan Kishan because I would have thought he would have had bare minimum sense that they're going to declare. Let me score one run faster. 16 <laughs> balls, I kept waiting for that guy to score that one run and then they declared. I was so heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And I also have never seen what I, I cannot define as anything else but a home test disadvantage. West Indies. Who <laughs> 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 prepares? <laughs> Which, you know this, yeah. right? Our, our Ashwin actually had to pay a lot of excess baggage because he had brought that pitch along with him with the cricket <laughs> kits and all of that. And like, custom stopped him saying you pay extra. But he paid and like just rolled out that pitch and went, went for yeah. 12-4. I also felt like they picked a team, whatever, whoever was available or whoever did not go to their job that day. They said, you can please come and play for us. But <laughs> I felt like their spinners... They hardly look like anybody who could, you know, do anything on that pitch. And Ashwin comes and says, oh, I have been sleeping during the day at home. Don't worry. I am prepared for this entire thing for West Indies weather. Comes and just runs through the attack. It was quite painful as Tony says to watch. His wife may well have said, for this you did all that. (laughs) (laughs) Dominica incidentally stands for total domination by India and West Indies falling like dominoes. So it was uh, absolutely chaotic. But also I think for West Indies, uh, Rakim Conwar couldn't bowl for two sessions. Mm. Three sessions, right? Two sessions he was off and then another session he had to do wait. jail yeah. time and, and wait. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think his first ball back, he got Kohli or something like that. So, but I mean, anyway, not like they would have uh, pushed it any further, but their batting display was uh, pretty horrible. Except for newcomer, uh, what is his name? Alec- Atanaze. Yeah. He looks damn good. I really enjoyed uh, Yashasvi Jaiswal's batting. It was just quite, quite amazing. His composure was was for for a debutant. Uh, it looked like he'd been on the park for for ages already. Um, He's just twenty one. Which he was. Also. He was He's just twenty one. New sticker. Twenty one. Seriously, forget nineteen. Wasi Makram sticker should be put there. He's only he's only at twenty one. But but what was painful for me was Kohli. I mean, I I, I think. There is something going on there. Sorry, Tony, but uh, uh, watching him was was yeah. quite painful. As uh, I, I did watch a fair bit of that, I thought this was an opportunity, especially for <clears throat> for him and and Rahane, to do uh, stuff. Ro- yeah. You know, Rohit's place is secure. Not that Kohli's place is not secure, um, and Gill, you know, should be given an extended run at uh, at, at one drop. So that really didn't matter. But Rahanish, you know, was was pretty scratchy. Yeah, I mean, I mean all said and done, I think it was a tough pitch to bat on, right? Like, uh, Kohli literally celebrated the first boundary he hit. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and I'm I don't not know saying if it was you... easy. But but if you look at the composure... Yeah, yeah no, but I'm just saying... Yeah, yeah, but if... I think in the very first over, uh, Rohit Sharma was uh, a judge, not LBW, but got away because of an umpire's call. Um, and Gil didn't last long. Rahane didn't last long. So I guess Kohli felt like he needed time in the middle. And it was horrible to watch. He was dropped twice before finally being uh, dismissed. But uh, I feel like it was one of those pitches where not too many people got in or got going. Right? Tony in full apologist mode. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. It was a really, really bad watch to match to watch. It was like, you know, why? All around. All to around. me, it seemed... To me, it seemed like the Indian batting was like an ode to the number three that they dropped. And like, like we'll show you how Pujara used to bat. Like, don't forget him. All of us will just dig in. And just... 
ஆப்பர்ச்சுனிட்டி <laughs> <laughs> and even on the you know bowling front i felt like the way they used their resources too was quite surprising because i did not know if there was a lot for the pacers to do on this pitch but they gave significant amount of time for the pacers to try things there were no moments there was no build up it wasn't like the indians ever had periods of play where they felt like they were a little threatened so it, it, like tony has said it, it felt so tame to sit and watch this game i watched the india bangladesh games in full and i think that was properly even though india won both it it looked genuinely competitive at least during most parts of you know most sessions there but in this i didn't feel that at all it felt very sorry to watch this team actually what i felt even worse was it didn't even look like the west indies were so keen to play like if if you didn't tell someone who the captain of the west indies team was everybody would guess it wrong like they guess all 11 players before coming down to brathwaite because they like oh probably is the captain there is no signs of intensity there is no signs of over playing against probably like the top 3 teams in the world saying top 3 hopefully but yeah <laughs> so those those parts was quite painful is actually the right term i couldn't sit through a lot of the test at all yeah and, and the worst thing is you didn't come away with anything right you basically dropped uh, ks bharat uh, who feels like he's uh, gone back home because he's forgotten something before he actually plays a shot right and you bought brought in ishan kishan who plodded along for 20 balls so much so that rohit sharma came onto the balcony hugged suresh reina and looked at him and said bro what are you doing get what right and spare a thought for jaydev unakat who is making his second debut after 10 years or whatever and he didn't even get a bowl man poor fellow has uh, zero wickets at the end of it tardol didn't uh, get a bowl that is what we are here Ardol to oppose he got a wicket oh, as well yeah. second innings no no no, no first yeah. innings first innings yeah. uh, second innings he didn't bowl at all right yeah. tardol yeah. gets a wicket means i will know that please <laughs> shardul more importantly didn't even get to bat man like that oh, so bad. Uh, that anyway. is cheating the other thing that was really good to see um and i don't know if you watched the uh, youtube live stream of the west indies uh, cricket board um wonderful commentary really really wonderful commentary it is such a relief to get away from um you know the usual num- usual people that are on the bcci panel and listen to some decent commentary for a change wait wait is the, i'm not detecting sarcasm <laughs> <laughs> he means what it is this big poker face wait wait say again <laughs> so so if you watch uh, i don't know what commentary you guys got in, in, on your feed who who were the commentators yeah you? we had uh, we got Sabar we got pragya nojan we got pragya nojan day one for one day and he was axed next day you that bad <laughs> we got saba karim and kotni walsh uh, on zoom for some reason <laughs> with like uh, cloudy spectacles and not knowing where he is uh, without a proper mic 
I, I actually felt for the first time that we are actually doing a good service to the world of cricket by, with this podcast. Because if that is the quality of broadcast, I'm sorry, please. like uh, Complete amateur hour was going on. But what commentary did you have? The commentators um, from the Indian perspective was Ronak Kapoor. And this guy is ah. really, really impressed with Ronak. Very impressed, yes. Um, but from the West Indies side, we had Ian Bishop, Kirtley Ambrose, Darren Ganga. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other people. That, that was really, and it was so refreshing, so insightful, and so funny as well. We, we Dude, had the same of... feed, Hank. We what what were you consuming? Yeah, yeah. What were you consuming? I want to know. Like, <laughs> no, no, I think... some runners high early in the morning in Australia. So did you, did you have Rana Kapoor as well? No, Rana Kapoor is amazing because he keeps saying, Sir Kirtley, can you please uh, shed light <laughs> on this? Sir Kirtley, can you please say this? Sir Kirtley, how many times have you bowled 40, 40 overs in an innings? But he's he's not the only amazing. one. I think even Bish was going Sir, Sir Kirtley, Sir Kirtley. It's, it's quite amazing. Man. I, I love that. It's brilliant. We but found he, a new gem in the com box. In I did not even know who the commentary panel was. So I looked it up right now. It has Zaheer Khan, Ishan Sharma, Wasim Jafar, Akash Chopra, Sabah Wait, no. oh, that would Hindi, be Hindi, 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 Hindi also. Oh. Okay. Apparently, Kumble was also doing Hindi commentary. He's like Kum- Kumble did some English commentary also. He did English because Pragyan Ocha got booted. <laughs> he was so bad, man. Pragyan Ocha was like me being asked to do extempore debating and all on stage in school. He was that bad. He so, kept saying basically as many times as he could to fill a sentence, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask him to do some basic commentary. So like basically, <laughs> basically, basically, you need to put your basics in place. Basically, they need to put bad to time. We see in seventh standard discussing artificial intelligence, boon or bane. <laughs> Having to speak at basically, <laughs> basically, basically. Right. I guess the upshot is that Ashna has got two days to prepare for his next video. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure he has plenty to talk about because he got, uh, you know, 12 wickets or something in this in this game. So there'll be a, but a big. We didn't video even discuss the best commentary in the match. We see Ishan Kishan behind the stumps. Oh man! <laughs> oh god! That I mean. So I think the major grouse we had with KSB is that he can't bat, and that he's absolutely useless as far as encouraging from behind the stumps. <laughs> now I don't know about Isan Kishan's fortunes in front of the stumps that we'll find out in due course of time. But my God, that guy has a mouth and it runs non-stop. <laughs> he's having jibes at his own teammates, be they be seniors, vice captains, captains. He doesn't care. He's setting fields himself. Like Rohit Sharma <laughs> is not even in the picture. He's like uh, Ashwin Bhai, thoda udhar, thoda udhar. Chandu Bhai, idhar, 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 idhar. Then, he, then he's like, ye ghumara, ye ghumara, ye out ho jayega, ye out ho jayega. Isko pata nahi kitna turn ho raha hai. He is non-stop. It is crazy. He, he, he everyone... trolled Ajinkya Rahane apparently. Yeah, he, he did. Trolled Ajinkya Rahane. So the, yeah. the, the specific, I was just looking it up. He he trolled Ajinkya Rahane um, watching while Vorikan was batting. He had already faced 17 balls at that stage. And um, I was watching at that time. He says to Rahane, he turns to Rahane and, and says, Aap se zyade ba- zyada balne ka- khel raya, Aju bhai. <laughs> Remember, this is part of the 
मौका मिला That's okay. <laughs> that was the Dominica test. I don't think we need to preview the next test and all that. So whatever happens. <laughs> Can we just simulate that test and move on with our lives? Because what is this nonsense? Like this please. next one, by the way, is interesting. It's it's Port of Spain. So I hope they at least prepare a pitch that is fast and bouncy and 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 not like this, this is, one. Pop up dust. This is when artificial intelligence has to show real world application. Let's just at simulate least put artificial turf, and... man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let's move it's on fun. please and no, and they've completely like numbed out i mean whatever they have uh, you know uh, kimar roach alzari joseph are decent bowlers they are quick and they have given them a pitch which is dead it's like they turned up a chepok yeah. pitch for alzari joseph this was kimar port of spin out. not port of spain <laughs> Yeah. No, no, Darcy. They wanted to have Ashes Test here. So this is Ashes Test has happened here. Yeah. Ashes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. Well played. Well played. That's a good segue into into Ashes. So first, we'll we'll let Tony have his uh, rant for a little while, no, and then we'll talk about the next Ashes <laughs> Test. Go for no, it, Tony. My, my What is there to rant about? about? my right no, 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 uh, there has been no game thinking it is about yeah i know exactly which is which is why i said it's it's not about what oh, you think it's he's, he's done right up this screen <laughs> it is basically uh, something very different cuties i want to call attention to some very non cute things that have been going on a matter of grave concern our friend nitin sundar the physical avatar of stats guru is finally losing his memory i don't know if you guys heard on bits and pieces last week and on heads and tails Uh, the same nitin sundar who used to be called up by sampit pal whenever there is a power cut at prickinfo to ask macha how many balls did sanjay bangar leave outside the off stump in his test career or what was the headline when sujit somasundar was bowled by shoib akhtar in the chennai test cannot remember cricket from the last decade anymore but uh, don't take my word for it here take a listen at what he actually said in my living memory at least 2005 is the only ashes i remember i mean i remember the others but not really fondly or anything right they've largely been very drab affairs right the reality is that we barely remember the last ashes that happened in england i absolutely don't remember the last one that happened in australia the ashes have been a bore fest for a while now that we barely remember the last ashes that happened in england i barely remember the last ashes that happened in england I... guys come on what is going on how can you not remember the 2019 ashes does the same ashes when smith and warner returned from the sandpaper ban where steve smith walked into the first match took australia from 124 8 to 284 before removing the grip of his bat and kneeling down onto the pitch to inscribe daddy's home but nitin sundar <laughs> can't remember this because basketball says it was not exciting and basketball is an honorable man this same ashes where jofra archer was breathing so much fire that he was disallowed from entering into lords because they didn't have a designated entry for dragons hit the returning daddy on his neck to leave him out of action for three innings and gave england a chance to dance but nitin sundar can't remember this because basketball says it was not exciting and basketball is an honorable man 
the ashes where we witnessed the first time marnus labishin in all his awkward glory not the milk toast get rolled by stuart broad at short leg marnus of this ashes but the toasty sandwich in pocket collar up clone of steve smith who smashed it to all parts but nitin sundar can't remember this because baseball says it was not exciting and baseball is an honorable man honorable man <laughs> the same ashes where england were staring down the barrel after being bundled out cheaply in the third test as tim pain cried made in heaven 67 at the innings break only to be denied a win by the heroics of ben stokes and the glass cleaning by jack leach but nitin sundar can't remember this because baseball says it was not exciting and baseball baseball is an honorable man <laughs> and ashes with justin langer who believes theories in the dressing room is the domain of only one man not even an oligopoly took his team to gallipoli to be inspired earned the nickname bin laden by his players went on to kick a bin laden with litter and then sheepishly <laughs> stuff everything back in together making a whole effing series on amazon prime but nitin sundar can't remember this because baseball says it was not exciting and baseball is an honorable man a series that was actually close and ended 2-2 is not memorable but then what do i know i thought india got independence in 1947 when it actually <laughs> only in 2014 let's take a minute to celebrate the recency bias ball and also pray for our dear friend nitin sundar <laughs> <laughs> So conclusion is that is that it's not baseball but bias ball bias yeah. ball yeah recency <laughs> bias to be more end end wow well what's more i mean you you talked about uh, misty glasses of lion and uh, sorry leech, leech and 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 stokes and so on well lion missed that stumping yeah uh, and you can never forget that. the the thing in test that i will never that the test series that i'll never forget is lion saying Langer wanted the entire team to watch that last day's play again. again. And you say I can't do that. I can't bring myself to do that. He forced the entire team to watch that entire last day's play. Yeah. And I was not only I'm did sure Lyon miss that run out, I think just when they need two runs he, they got Ben Stokes LBW Yes, the but they ran out of they reviews. were out of reviews. Yeah. 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 Because they they burned us a, a silly review. Uh, yeah. Well Tim Payne Or- and and and, and, and Steve Smith doesn't. came back in the next match and scored a double 100. Yeah. So there can't remember any of this. No. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm just a quick distraction on the Langer take. I'm feeling for KL Rahul who will be at Lucknow Super Giants next year. Putum Gambhir and Langer on either side. Yeah. Like watch no. this, watch this again. <laughs> you have to tell us the news first, Basu. Oh, the news is that Andy Flower is uh, on his way out uh, as coach advisor. I don't know what he does. He was batting consultant for uh, Australia uh, during WTC. So he's no longer going to be with the Lucknow Super Giants in the next season, and is being replaced by Justin Lang. And there yeah. is no news around Gautam Gambhir. He continues to be mentor, <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> mentor and uh, instigator in chief, so that he can fight on the field. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the only good thing will be more toxic: Langer plus Gambhir or Ricky Ponting plus Ganguly. Langer plus Gambhir. That's such <laughs> that's a set template. Quite, and, yeah. yeah, and I mean, I Ganguly doesn't Gambhir... do anything. Ganguly is like he's given up on life after being Jaisha's friend. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's just there collecting his checks and he's moving around. I don't think he'll I mean, be. It, might, it may not be a bad idea. Which were team that you're talking about? You get Langer and Gambhir to fight. <laughs> yeah. 
and gambhir will get kicked a lot also because poor langer has habit of kicking the dustbin regularly so it's going to be pretty horrible for poor gambhir so langer is now going to coach lucknow super lucknow kings. super giants 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 lucknow and, super kings it seems <laughs> ियल Macha there is Chennai Super Kings that's what you I know <laughs> but didn't we have Pune something Kings as well Rising Pune Rising Super Kings Super Kings yeah Warriors no Warriors there were Pune Rising. Warriors and then there was Rising oh, right. Pune Rising Super Giants they rose later as Super anyway. Giants yeah and speaking of <laughs> colonial animals we also had Kochi Tuskers never forget for one season <laughs> by the way for anyone watching on youtube i want to clarify that uh, this person on the left is not nitin sundar is actually mohan k is just using <laughs> nitin sundar's zoom account so uh, this is not the same memory loss that we're talking about but <laughs> I, i have a question for you do you know about cricket in the asian games yes i do and and the team what, okay, that okay okay what what format is it i think it's a t20 format are you sure <laughs> Yeah, I think so. What What about the Asia Cup? Hey, what quiz is this, Rak? <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer. Asia, Asia, Asia Cup is fifty. Asia Cup is fifty overs, but uh, I think Asian Games is twenty. T twenty. Cool. Yeah, that I know. <laughs> but the team that has been selected for uh, the Asia Asian, Asian Games. Games. Who is the captain? Tell us. Rutraj. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but he's the number two player that I keep. Um, you know. Pimping for, very very happy with that team. It's good to see. I think you know there's a set of standbys in that team that will quite easily get into this current West Indian team. Murli, West Indian, did you did you see this the Asian Games team? I did. I saw the men's and the women's. Um, I think the men's is far less shocking. I mean, it's it's a reasonable squad, and also I think the assumption now basis that would be that none of these guys are going to play the fifty uh, over World Cup. They are the B B team essentially, right? I mean, well, it seems like a fairly decent B team in my opinion. I mean, if you talk about bench strength, this is a good, I think, example of men's bench strength. Definitely, I think it's a fairly reasonable team. Yeah, the only time that I'm happy that Sanju Samson has not been selected. Not made it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but as but as I said in the in the group, uh, Tony Sanju Samson is nicely wedged between. the national team and this team he's nowhere basically yeah correct his uh, perennial drinks carrier basically <laughs> i was just looking at the standby list of players right yash takur sai kishore venkatesh ayer deepak hooda and sai sudarshan sai sudarshan will walk into this west indies team it's that bad from a batting perspective yeah. this team is so 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 bad but but is sai baba watching for west indies hope <laughs> <laughs> Prithvi Shaw is not even in this A team, no, or B team, whatever C team. This is a B team. This is not an in India A team. This is something lesser than that, I think. Well, let's Both let's let's think about that from a T twenty perspective. I would think that this is the A team. Using A team as in the phrase the best team or like A team as in second best team. India A, <laughs> India A, right? So we have Ruthuraj, Yashasvi Jaiswal, Rahul Tripathi, Tilak Verma, Rinku Singh, Jitesh, uh, Washington Sundar, Shabazz Ahmed. Bishnoi, Avesh Khan, Arshdeep Singh, Mukesh Kumar. This is a good team. 
It's a good team. from a from a A team perspective, right? It's actually quite a good team. Quite happy for a few people getting a go. I think the mm. likes of, of course, Mohan. You may not know these names like Shivam Mavi and Rinku Singh. They come from this <laughs> tournament called the IPL, but. Uh, <laughs> They're, they play Ranji quite... also, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that it, there are some some good, uh, you know, things coming out of these people getting a chance to whatever, down the Indian blues or, or, or something like that. Nevertheless, I still feel quite sad for some people who it feels like, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm describing it correctly. It feels like there may be people who would have been a little sad to have been part of this. Because it might have been the ticket to say you're never going to play for us. So we're giving mm. you this one chance that you can be in the India Blues because I don't think you're ever going to be picked for the national team. And the likes of Ashdeep Singh and uh, uh, Ravi Bishnoi is getting here means I don't know if they're ever going to come back to the Indian national squad. That part quite saddens me. Seems like a reasonable T20 squad and a format-specific squad, which India hasn't historically been great at, no? with our thing with Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli and, you know, all of these longer format fellows. I mean, no disrespect to them. I think they're fantastic cricketers, but I just don't think they should be playing T20. Internationals at the very least anymore. And I think Arshdeep also, as of now at least, seems a little bit like a T20 guy, which means essentially he's out of the running for the 50-over World Cup, which... I think it's a reasonable call to make at this point of time. I like the squad. I like the these guys seem like the kind of probably India's best bet at this particular format, right? I mean, we've seen them at least in the IPL. I mean, if you look at you know Jitesh, Rinku, Rahul the party especially. I mean, I like I like the squad very much for this particular format. Um, only independently, I'm not looking at it in you know conjunction with other formats or other teams and all of that, which also makes me think, given that. It appears that both Kohli and Rohit have been sort of left out of the T20 system. Whether some of those guys missing from this list would actually find themselves in the next T20 scene. I mean, they're going to get a run in the West Indies right now, right? Under the great Hardik Pandya. Um, so... <laughs> the so, great I, I, think... <laughs> I mean, I mean, we do hail him like he is the greatest all-rounder to have ever existed when the man is huffing and puffing after bowling three overs. <laughs> <laughs> and doing what in the gym beyond shirtless selfies, I'm not sure, but... Um... Start hey, fire. The, the plan is to get everyone caught in the thirst trap. So that is uh, India's bowling plan. But I, I, I just want to call out one uh, one very glaring omission from all of these B-squads that India used to send to tournaments which used to overlap with other more serious ones. And that is Shikhar Dhawan, our <laughs> highest... <laughs> Our highest scoring debutant in test matches, which he almost got overshadowed by during SSV. I mean, he kept coming up in every graphic during this match. But I think it's the end of the road for Shikhar Dhawan. We may not see him in Indian colours anytime soon. I think there was Is definitely there? an age cut-off <laughs> for this. I'm not saying <laughs> Because see, Shikhar Dhawan is that one guy who's like, hey, we don't have enough people. Are you available? Ah, sure, sir. I'll pack my bags right away. He was that guy. He was always there to take us to all those useless series. <laughs> Well, quite sad that he couldn't play this. And I think he has a. Does he have an Australian passport by any chance? So he doesn't need visa in most countries that he has to go. (laughs) No Indian-related problems. Age cut off, right? I saw a quite shocking article on Creek Info this this week. Uh, It's a headline during the week that says, "Returning Afridi is dreaming about his hundredth wicket." And I said, "That guy is coming back." (laughs) (laughs) All you know, Shikhar Dhawan is part of the standby list for the 50-over World Cup. 
given oh, yeah. in india yeah. you know rahul is injured every second month you never know yeah. entirely possible the question that i have is this this current team for the asian asian games has it been selected by ajit agarkar and company or the previous <laughs> <laughs> ஒன் <laughs> 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 Hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone know when the Asia Cup is happening? Is India going to one Sri Lanka? One second. One second. One second. Before Asia Cup. When is World Cup tickets going on sale? <laughs> that that <laughs> schedule has been announced. Now it doesn't matter. Now it doesn't matter. Go stand in queue yeah. from today only. Very good. Okay. Yeah. yeah and the World Cup is traveling through schools. Uh, my daughter actually got to see the World Cup and she's like, why are you so excited about this? For this, you're putting so, so much scene. But also, it is nice to see the World Cup going to some school. I would think it is in Kerala where all the kids dressed up with Sanju Samson masks. Oh, you didn't yeah, see this yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, photo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you sponsored it. No, it's okay, Ty. We sponsored it. Nicely sponsored. We <laughs> zoom in in the bottom corner of the mask. I also Sanju. Yeah, but Asia Cup, is it happening, guys? Like, please. Who knows? Nobody knows. but the bangladesh versus india women uh, game question is <laughs> for those who are not watching us on zoom why should we do a double face palm immediately <laughs> go take it away take it away so there's some crazy shit happening go on go on if it was possible for uh, another cricket Uh, match to outperform the india versus west indies test match going on right now it was this series the indian men and the indian women have just absolutely <laughs> killed any interest in any form of the game one might have i don't know what the pitches in bangladesh are doing and this will lead me to my next rant you know the quality of pitches in the women's game in general but when you look at this particular series not once has anyone scored above uh, 120 So bear in mind they have not even gone at a run a ball and this is a T20 series we are talking about god awful pitches absolutely making no runs and i think it's not going to help the women's game if you are going to create what is essentially one cotton mattress and ask them to play on it because it doesn't help viewers it just further feeds into the entire assumption that women cannot play cricket or it the women's game is simply not worth paying attention to and when you contrast that to what the ECB is doing with these massive venues and the marketing that's going into that game and that series is absolutely phenomenal i know i came on this pod and i said 16 no and i'm going to congratulate myself for that reverse jinx as an england supporter but i mean that's a phenomenal series and you just see these two series happening across the globe and you know what some amount of publicity and what good venues could do uh, for a series crazy i mean this bangladesh production quality is god awful the commentary is unbelievable the i think the bales don't light up on the stumps that's where we are at um and all six matches are happening in the same stadium on the same pitch vaishnavi <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> we know where you're going with this you're basically saying uh, 
actually cricket should happen only with uh, england australia and india women right that's the- <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not but i think i i think a lot of people complained i complained during the emerging women's asia cup also right where in the pitches were played on the, the matches were played on these really slow sluggish surfaces and spinners had i think shyanka patel had some ridiculous return after two matches i think she took nine wickets or seven wickets and for maybe a dozen runs right and i mean when all your spinners are have have such returns and none of your batters are beyond let's say 100 or 110 strike rate it's just not ideal for the game because presumably t20 is looked at as the as the format that can grow the game right but if you're scoring at sub 6 it's not doing what you intended it to do i can't imagine a, a newcomer coming and watching the emerging asia cup or this india bangladesh series and feeling remotely invested in this game at all But there is news around this exclusive league or something like that right oh yes oh yeah i mean there's some news and there whispers of this that i think uh, the bcci essentially the big 3 right are trying to come up with the women's version of the champions league which i at that particular time really enjoyed i loved the 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 concept of like the cream of the cream but in hindsight now i think at least where the women's game is currently it might lead to a lot of um, essentially increase the gap between the big 3 and the rest of the women's team as is um, getting a lot of uh, step sisterly treatment in general right? um, i i can't imagine it's a good thing uh, we're going to see the same franchise regulars you know everyone's going to fight over marisan cap everyone's going to fight over elise perry and no one is going to bother with cricketers from new zealand or from or pakistan or sri lanka and i believe they've not issued um, invitations to the other countries right including new zealand super smash and women's cpl presumably um afghanistan doesn't even have a women's team so that point is it's an entirely different point now i think it will make for fabulous and fantastic cricket but i don't think it will help the cause of growing the women's Ashmi, you talked about about um, the stadium the grounds on which some of these matches are being played and 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 the current ground on which uh, the bangladesh india games are being played i didn't realize that all games are being played in the same one um it's a contrast in the same week um we had australia announce that the bbl this year will be played at arena grounds so mcg scg and so on will get bbl games as well um then right. this is the you know the contrast is just quite astounding really and and the fact that the women's ashes has taken place at three test venues right um and they've all been sold out now granted their grounds aren't as big as the grounds in india but if you're still able to sell out an entire series it says something is being done right and i'm obviously not a fan of the ecb but it does seem like they've taken a lot of effort to make the series you know one of the series that will like stay in public memory for a very very long time Yeah. yeah and that's the thing right it's not it's just it's not about the money uh, all, all the time yep um and and it it's it's much more than than uh, the the just the money it, it's it's about the longevity of the game unless you you take care of that very very cautiously you're just going to destroy everything and and yeah well my fear is that's going to that that is going to happen Do you think this is something to do with the fact that they have a men's tournament going on at the same time, and they probably must have taken the bulk of the grounds because they feel like, of course, would pack, you know, more people or get more money because they have. I think they have a full tour, right? Afghanistan, yeah, playing some T twenties or something like that, or a full t- tour. So I, I, I was, I, I, that's what I was thinking when you talked about them probably playing in the 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 same ground throughout. um the the quality of the game uh, in terms of the pitch in terms of the ground in terms of the commentary that is quite appalling but uh, i think they clearly 
positioned both of these men's and women's games at the same time because they could give the women whatever grounds were left after the men took all the good ones, I think. And then whatever Tamim allowed them to play on. <laughs> I think I think one of the news which sort of slipped by under the radar uh, was uh, uh, equal uh, prize money for the men's mm. and women's uh, events under the ICC. Uh, nicely, nicely, they tried to hype that up so that they can slip the BCCI uh, news under the radar, right? So, I mean, that's that's development, uh, long overdue, obviously. Uh, some people on on even the uh, uh, Twitter world erupted in flames, saying that is not right for reasons which I obviously can't understand. But uh, yeah, it, it's long overdue. Maybe it it, it helps. Uh, attract more eyeballs maybe it helps attract more talent into the women's games which is which is very much welcome good morning this is you you dreaming <laughs> they're like dream 11 <laughs> <laughs> talk sure about dream 11 by the way you're that you're sure you don't have the, oh god is it is it the one you're wearing tony is that no no, no i no, have no. Uh, this, this nice was not spat on yeah, yeah. The one that uh, Tony Tony bought, I think everyone should buy that before it just sells out, or maybe it's sold yeah. out already. But um, you know, the current one with Dream Eleven and all sorts of other things written all over the place, just spat on. I think yeah. spat on is perfect. Yeah. That that's, that's <laughs> all it is. Because if they secretly wanted to promote Panparag, they could have just put Panparag there. <laughs> what is the point of using Panparag colors to promote Dream 11? Like, oh, you will dream of Panparag. Oh, I don't want to, man. Nobody dreams of Panparag. Surrogate advertising. Yeah. This is some subliminal advertising. Subliminal advertising. <laughs> I don't want but, but... this garbage placebo, man. I don't want this. Like, I just leave the whites alone. See, I like the stripes. I think that was kind of cool. But this, I didn't see it coming. Like, now this but, is WTC. Just, yeah. Do you, do you but, remember but that interest... uh, hoarding, hoarding which, uh, in which someone has a screenshot of paint in which they've written, we need graphic designer? <laughs> basically... <laughs> They and a, a cry for help from the people running cricket to say yeah, we don't understand colors like. But for those who are who are up in arms against this particular jersey, don't buy this one. Buy the domestic. It's it's similar with the black stripes, and it doesn't have any spitting marks. What, what do you mean domestic? Domestic. Uh, the, the Ranji, thing, playing in the Ranji and all that. The Ranji and Dilip Trophy has a, a similar jersey, but it's black. Uh, the stripes are black. The, I like uh, the blue one. I like the blue stripes without the spit. <laughs> Well, that luck. one is actually it's, pretty cool, and it's, it's very sad on. because they put a comparison photo, and they and they everybody got reminded of this guy called Hanuma Vihari who was wearing <laughs> the jersey. <laughs> and it's like I was in the reckoning, I got blows and all abroad, and then now you completely left me out of the picture. Ishan Kishan is playing twenty balls until we could declare what is happening. I thought I was back to form. Quite sad, but the jersey looks quite good, honestly. This is right that uh, domestic one. <laughs> Vaishnavi, you are you following the women's ashes at all? I'm, I like to say that I reverse jinx them because I'm a big supporter of this uh, particular England's team. The women, let me clarify. Um, oh, so, right. very... so, so you're not a fan of the ECB, but you like this particular England team. Is that what, is that what you're saying? 
I like the women. I don't like the men. Nobody likes the men. That is true. Correct. That, that Except true. the they men who lit- absolutely love themselves and think they are upholding some of the greatest things in world cricket. Yeah, nobody else does. Wasn't there someone on this pod who said that they are now fan a fan of Stuart Broad? I don't recall yeah, who it was. That's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Equally hypocritical, but that's me. I mean, that was just for the few moments of joy that he brings about when he gets worn around. It. It's fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun. That is different. Saying mm-hmm. you're a fan of Stuart Broad bowling to Warner is different to saying I'm a fan of Stuart Broad. No, no of course. No. I do not uh, endorse. I got unfriended by Choppy uh, when I said this. He's like, you cannot be friends with me. <laughs> So I had to cl- issue clarification saying Stuart Broad making a Mickey out of Warner every time he bowls to him. Yeah, it. women's ashes. Uh, I think Australia started it really well, but it looks like England have um, closed the gap uh, on, on the on the ashes quite a bit. Including yeah, so winning they... a very close match a couple of days back. Correct. So I think when Australia got that big lead from the test match, right, when they got four points and now four points and now they're both tied at 6-6. Six, six. Which essentially means Australia need to win both matches to win the Ashes. But they will retain it if they uh, win one more. Yeah, because they, they, they hold the previous Ashes, right? Which is, I think, a concept that I fail to understand the concept of retaining the Ashes. Given it's a multi-format series and there's a lot going on. And, and, and the fact that in both the men's and the women's, you essentially give a head start to uh, the team that has the Ashes, right? They have an advantage. Or the even the BGT, right? I mean... You give a head start to the team holding it. So that's, but it's been an, I think, an incredible series and testament to the fact that if you allow women to play at good venues, they will put up good quality cricket. And we are seeing amazing venues with, in my opinion, the two best teams in the world. Imperfect teams. I think we've seen that now very clearly Australia is an imperfect team. Whether it's landing juju or simply the fact that no one, I think, held their nerve enough to expose their flaws on such a consistent basis. Uh, but we've seen that it is a flawed team. Um, England have somehow miraculously gone from being absolute chokers to being you know, nearly chokers and holding the nerve. And I think it's been just fantastic uh, series, it's enjoyable. I mean, so good that I haven't watched Ashwin uh, bowl in his first innings because I was completely distracted by the <laughs> by the ODI. Um, we've had some high-level cricket. Um, how about you all? Have you all been watching? I have not been watching, but I've been following the games closely mm. on, on and reports and stuff like that. And I, so just to just to clarify something that you said earlier, women's series and and this question was posed in the group as well. So I think it's time to clarify exactly how points are scored. So there is four points for a test win, two Correct. points for an ODI, and one and point points, for a T20. Two points. Two two, two, oh, two points, points for a T20. Two. Yeah, it's red ball and white ball. Okay, so four and two for the for the uh, the other games. So, but the series, you know, you just accumulate points. It's not as if you you have a test series or a one day series no. or a T Twenty series. No. It's just one series, which is a composite of everything. Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no, because they did award them uh, medals for the test. Uh, England did win the T Twenty series, but then it is a composite Ashes. I think it works like um, you know school marks, midterm separate whatever but then all ends up to the end term and which is where we get the whole concept that australia has not lost a series since 2017 because they lost this one to england the white the t20 series and it's because there aren't too many games and there aren't too many resources that they can play a, a five test series or a three test series or a three three i mean you can but but some so for some reason the women's game they don't do that it's money it's money 
plus plus i think this is this this is the test match where they had a five day uh, they yes. assigned the five days time. after a long time yeah so after the and very finally got a result and finally yeah. got a result the cumulative board exam format that you mentioned is quite <laughs> interesting because it keeps people like us sort of watching to see how competitive it's going to be right we did, and remember you weren't so wrong in saying 16 nil because 95% of the people would have guessed 16-0, right? That's yeah, the kind yeah. of team that Australia was bringing to the shore. They haven't had any massive injury. They brought a full-strength squad. And they have given both the kinds of pitches and the, the kind of games in the multi-format that allowed England to compete. If there were three tests, I, I would I would have a strong idea that Australia would have probably won all three. And if there were probably only ODIs as well, I think Australia are a really good team. But uh, in this, we can see that England were able to compete in the T20 and having them in the middle and not at the end meant that th- th- this is coming to a nice sort of a cliffhanger and, and I, I quite like it. I, I, I think uh, uh, that's the part I like and I think this is going to set itself up. There were only four-day tests. It's become five. Now, this is so entertaining. Maybe they'll have two five-day tests in the next Ashes. Going forward, maybe there could be a proper three-test uh, three Ashes series between women where all of the grounds could be packed. I, I don't I don't think it's a dream. I think it's definitely possible, right? I don't know. I'm very open to your disagreement. No, I agree with you entirely. I think, um, I mean, they've had this multi-format series um, concept in England for quite some time now. Um, and they've always played multi-format series in the recent past. I think, um, I, I do disagree a little bit that this format is, the way it's structured is, has helped England because it hasn't helped them in the past. I remember they played a very tight test in the last series in Australia and for some reason they absolutely combusted after the tight test. Here they seem to have somehow, the test has seemed to galvanize them into a different unit that uses brains. But I think for all the people who believe in captaincy Juju, I think Healy is going to cop a lot of hate um, because I think she's nowhere near. I don't think, that's, that's, that's a high standard, right? Nowhere near, no one is as astute a captain as Meg Lanning is, simply put. But I think Healy has made some glaring captaincy errors, especially using the way she uses her resources, right? I mean, they use nine bowlers on the regular, but I think the way she's used them has been suspect in some cases regarding matchups and, you know, when you want to use your star bowlers. Like you take the last uh, ODI, for example, right? Your Darcy Brown has always been a high-variance bowler, right? I mean, she's fast, yes, but also means she travels fast in Ollie Pope's language. So, I mean, I think they completely sort of lost that match when England were 70 or 80 for uh, one wicket in 10 overs. And I think their spinners are amazing. Ash Gardner is an incredible spinner, as is Jonathan, Wareham, King, all of them, right? But I think too much had already happened in the first 10 overs for them to be able to realistically pull it back. But, but yeah. that said, Vaishnavi, I mean, this, this, there, was a, there was a view, there was a a sense that this Australian team is invincible and all, con- you know, all conquering and so on. So it's good yeah. in a way that this is, Very. they've been brought down a peg and other Absolutely. teams know what they need to do in order. I mean, they, if they follow the England template, I think they will fall, they, they will try and, and give a good run, um, you know, in, in future games. India, I hope yeah. India has been watching these games very closely mm. to learn what England did so that they can replicate it in their games. Yeah, I think I think India has also shown in past that you can really put Australia under the pump. But I think the difference between both India and England is is simply that I think India has a much longer tail. So if you're in a pressure situation when you are tend to be, especially when you're chasing, right? There's not a lot to fall back on. It's Harman Preet, and then it sort of ends. Whereas to be fair to England, they they have a very long. Mm, they they have a very competent batting lineup. I think in England. I mean, they they essentially have just a number eleven, and then they all have 
bowlers who can bat right i mean i think that's true of the men too they don't have too many tail enders in the white ball setup i mean you have adil rashid who we bought that a million day, times their one day team is is pretty strong and, and we, we we must do a world world cup preview um, yes. pretty soon one of these days yeah. but their one one day team is damn good. Uh, hate to say it but um, hmm. looks like favorites by the way that's not going to be known as the mlc anymore it's already known as the royal basmati uh, major league <laughs> <laughs> please get that right it's the royal basmati uh, major league championship but yeah. in future years is not going to be known as a royal basmati world championship okay yeah. it will be the championship <laughs> everything in the usa is world championship so have you been watching any of the mlc i have yeah. one news from the mlc which i wanted to really pick on because and that is concerning sunil narayan the cricketer that i want to be he was supposed to be in the mlc game on thursday fly for the vitality blast on friday and then come back again for the mlc game and he chose not to do that so wow. so that's the kind of cricketer life that i would want but i get to say no. <laughs> the vitality blast <laughs> so that, that but but i think it it points to a larger future i think uh, uh, kyron pollard gave an interview to cricket for where he said uh, that this is what he had predicted a long time ago and yeah. and he's glad that he's the you know front runner in in terms of saying no to national duty and uh, uh, whatever uh, bondage to uh, the uh, uh, you know uh, national boards and instead just look out for yourself as an individual trade your wares wherever the highest bidders are there and, and that's pretty much the template that the likes of sunil narayan and others will follow andre russell will will take up and it is a point of concern for the likes of the ecb and others right now as well because mm. it's it's I a suspect, huge bone of i suspect the people you know the teams with big resources i mean depth of resources like india and england and yeah. so on will will have less to worry about it is the it is countries like afghanistan and west indies west indies will split yeah. if this yeah, continues I on right? they, yeah. they 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 just not exist and if they, of course if they continue to play like they did in dominica <laughs> that will hasten no, but you, the but, departure. You, but but you really can't fault the way west indies play because they hardly have a structure to support a test team their domestic system hardly supports a, a longer format of the game right ambrose was yeah. ranting on air saying that you know you you're talking you're asking me questions about uh, best of getting stumped and all that i am from an era where we would turn up at the drop of a hat to play a five day game and that just doesn't happen anymore right in the west indies at least so so Indians. for them for 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 you to expect them to be competitive at this level is not going to be practical it's just not there so anyone who's turning up even right now for west indies national duties in whites is doing csr plain and simple and yeah. and is doing it out of love for the game or because they can't uh, get a contract in mlc or royal basmati or cycle agarbatti or whatever it is so 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 i think that's the reality that is there in front of us as as future players from that region at least they 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 always feared that you know uh, players from the west indies will be drawn towards major league basketball i mean in the nba or the major league uh, baseball leagues because that's closer home for them and it's it's a lot more attractive for them but but even if that didn't happen now for sure cricket itself is taking them away from uh, the test scene basically uh, one one uh, person that bucked the trend that you're talking about is alik um athanase at the Athanaze. end of day 1 yeah. he was interviewed by um um bish and ronak kapoor and and, and, and uh, i'm not sure if kurtley was also there darren darren ganga was Dan there, Ganga. i think and, right, and right. they were talking to him about 
test cricket and and um, one day cricket he made the mistake of saying he has he rates he doesn't rate white ball cricket at all so, so oh, there you go for good so he, he actually came up and said something like that i was saying oh my god there goes your ipl contract <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no good for him i mean all power to him but you know he's 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 in minority that's the part possibly well you have so many people like karen pollard and and sunil narayan who are concording from here and there so to, <laughs> and and playing also the, but this mlc you know will will if if nothing happens it's going to be an exodus of for some players from india but in india won't worry about it too much because there's they can they can have five teams and still not worry about it no no they did worry about it no they they made they jesha nicely said i will introduce policy preventing you from playing anywhere till till yeah. you are bonded but but you BCC cannot prevent a player from trying to emigrate to 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 the us right and, and we have a lawyer on the panel so we can we can yeah. always uh, get into the legalities of it i don't know how legally tenable it is but uh, you know yeah. they will do everything in their part to bully people into being married the, the trouble also is right who wants to go up against the bcci regardless of whether you think it's a reasonable clause or restriction or not right and that's no one wants to because you piss the bcci off your career is over one way or the other and that's a sad sad truth so from a resource point of view bcci has a stranglehold on every resource in india right? correct so they 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 will not do so the way to do that is to do is to take the route of someone like unmukchand right who says yeah. hmm. I, i don't care about your central contract i don't care about the chains you place uh, on me and and my ability to ply my trade wherever i want like a kiran pollard and all that who's challenging that system over there and the wicb is powerless to do anything about it but yeah. the other route is to actually you know get get a, a working visa and and move to the us once yeah. you're there you can play for any team and that's not yeah. no one's going to stop you doing that yeah and there is a good sort of transfer of power also that's happening right where for example what unmukchan would have been losing was to look and play against the senior most players in the world and learn from them now he's like literally playing with rabadas and faf duplessis and every other big player is there sitting in the league with him he's missing nothing and he's he's there comfortably in the united states he has zero stranglehold as mohan put it from the bcci i think it's quite good for him he's able to play you know good quality cricket against good teams and still make money out of it and not be worried about i don't know being arrested or you know being ostracized or whatever so i think this is genuinely good for the larger good of the sport considering the kind of millions of dollars bcci is making year after year and and yeah. the other thing that this will do which is why i like it is the spread of the game you know in the in the us will be independent of what the icc is unable to do so yeah. the the icc is not able to do anything very serious over there um but but this will enable the only downside is you know what it will do to west indies cricket i see this is a major danger to west indies cricket but you know 20 30 indian players just moving away from india to 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 grow roots in us oh, yeah. pretty good why not yeah, yeah. Pratish yeah. is applying for this passport. I think is happening right now as we speak. So any moment, <laughs> well, he might do that. Point. He might do that. His other colleagues and even juniors have uh, overtaken him uh, with the with the century on by by Jaiswal on on debut. On this subject, didn't uh, see hasn't uh, Cricket Australia prevented a couple of uh, their players from playing in the hundred this year? Maxwell, I remember. I don't remember the other name. I know there are two, and I know that Cricket Australia has pulled them out of the hundred. presumably by offering the money we got to be very careful about restriction of trade right the the, the yeah, players yeah. association in australia is pretty strong Correct. at the moment 
cricket cricket Australia tries too many tricks of the sort without giving adequate reasons for yeah and and and, and the best way to do it is managing player workload and all that sort of stuff Mitch Marsh is the other player Mitch, oh, sorry. Mitch Marsh, is it? Mitch Marsh, yeah. oh, okay. And this is yeah. uh, ostensibly to manage their workload ahead of the build-up for 50 World Cup. You see, that's the only way you can do it because anything else will be restriction of trade. Yeah, yeah, makes but, sense. And you can't, you can't actually go down that path because the players' association here will just jump in and say you can't do that. It's yeah, their yeah. ability and their right to make money. But managing player workload, especially if you're under contract, is the only way to do. It. Which is something that you know someone like the West Indies Cricket Board is going to be unable to do because I mean we've seen we've seen uh, cricketers give up give up their contracts right because it means really nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And problem with uh, the WICB with respect to the so so they're all different nations right so there exactly. is really little no nationality. There's no yeah they have a weird yeah. anthem which nobody knows the lyrics there's, to so it, it, it's there's, it's difficult. There's a there's a there's a, a friend of mine and, and we all well I'll, I'll mention it uh, I, I shouldn't be paraphrasing him but why not uh, musician uh, Sanjay Subramanian who's got two major views one is one state one team in India so he hates <laughs> the fact that you have Vidarbha Madam Maharashtra and Saurashtra and Saurashtra yeah. and all that in, in in happening there and the other thing is you know uh, so many countries in West Indies one national team. Uh, these are the two main things that he keeps griping about. We should get him on the pod sometime, Fair uh, he, yes, and he will, he will, he will wax eloquent on this uh, uh, for hours. And I heard some news last week that India A tours are starting again. When Dravid was at the helm, um, India A toured very regularly, extremely regularly. I remember there were tours um that were happening in south africa and all these young players who are playing right now yep. have played around the world under uh, dravid's uh, stewardship um and suddenly for the last 3 4 years nothing much has happened um but i i've heard rumors that um india a tours are going to start again um and, and if that happens oh. it's it's pretty good they are going to South Africa before they the going to uh, South Africa. Yeah, before when, the senior before team. India before India the seniors go to South Africa. South Africa. India A is going to South Africa, and that's a that's a start. But I thought they were going to Zimbabwe as well, or or is that Karnataka? That Kenya. I think they went to Ken- Kenya. They are also scheduled to go to Kenya. Didn't India A go to South Africa before the last tour, and then Hanumabi Hari jumped? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, hmm. that is where Hanumabi Hari sort of made the cut. Uh, and, Correct. And exactly. He ended up playing in the West Indies, or no, no, he he ended up playing in South Africa. I think it's time to draw curtains on this episode, episode number eighty. Um, thank you very much. Uh, we lost Tony midway. He had to go and, uh-huh. and and pick his daughter, who say who famously told him, "Why are you shouting about this World Cup? It looks like, you know, like <laughs> nonsense." But he had to go and pick her up from some school play or something like that. We lost Tony, but uh, say bye, Murli. Uh, Vaishnavi, Bisi, and Nitin. Oh, Nitin's me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. And, and for, folks who, Bye. for folks who have stayed with us, uh, next week is episode 81. Uh, promises to be a special one. So do stay tuned in for that as well. There you go. Plug for the next episode as well. Thank you guys. See you Thanks, uh, next week. Thanks Bye. for staying the distance. Like, subscribe, share, and uh, tell your friends about us. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.